Hi, welcome to On Jordan, a podcast on the latest developments in Jordanian politics, featuring interviews with experts from across the Hashemite Kingdom. My name is Aaron Magid, a former Oman-based journalist now in Washington. While Jordan receives attention abroad for its stance in the Palestinian cause, Amman's war against ISIS, or Jordan's strong alliance with the United States, most Jordanians are focused on a different matter. According to a 2021 IRI poll, when asked what is the most pressing challenge facing the Hashemite Kingdom today, 67% of Jordanians said unemployment, poverty, and economic issues, with only 1% stating regional problems of Syria, Palestine, and Iraq. And it's with good reason, as unemployment in Jordan has spiked to nearly 25%. The national debt of the Hashemite Kingdom has surged to a record $45 billion. So what are the main factors driving such high unemployment? And how sustainable is Jordan's level of debt? To answer these questions, it's a pleasure to welcome Dr. Joed Anani to the podcast. Dr. Anani served as Chief of the Royal Court under King Hussein and also as Minister of Labor and Deputy Prime Minister for Economic Affairs. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Anani. Thank you, Aaron, for inviting me. So how would you describe Jordan's current economic conditions? Well, I, I think that Jordan has survived many different shocks that came consecutively one after the other. Uh, since uh, the international economic crisis in 2008, uh, Jordan had to undergo the uh, reverberations of the Arab Spring, including refugees who came uh, to Jordan in millions. Secondly, the uh, civil wars that beset the economies around the countries around us, like Syria, Iraq. Finally, you know, we were uh, tested by the global crisis emanating from COVID-19. And uh, so, therefore, Jordan had its share of disruptions, uh, which really have caused in 2020 a decline in economic uh, growth uh, by 2%. What about the current levels of unemployment? The current level of unemployment, of course, uh, has grown from 19% in the year 2020, and the latest figure figures side uh, 25% as the uh, average unemployment rate in Jordan. Of course, it goes up among youth and uh, especially females. And right now, unemployment among young people is about 42-43% and among females, 48%. You mentioned some of the external factors like the Syrian refugee crisis that caused high unemployment before the pandemic. But I'm wondering, what are some of the internal factors? Nothing has changed as far as the internal factors are concerned. But of course, there are notable criticisms of, first first of all, management of resources. People think that the government and the private sector in Jordan uh, should cooperate more in order to improve the efficiency and utilization of uh, existing um, resources like like land and secondly of course uh, labor and the labor market is not organized we have many jobs that are looking for people to fill and many uh, people are looking for jobs that are not there so in a way the mismatch between demand and supply of, uh, labor uh, is not uh, compatible at all and so therefore you know, we, we need to hire people to come from abroad and fill some of the jobs while uh, our people are, uh, cannot find the jobs to fill. The only outlet that is open for us 
is investment. And the government has, to be honest with you, has not been doing a very good job, not only at maintaining investments in Jordan, but also in attracting new ones. And that would be a very good way to really uh, uh, leverage whatever savings Jordanians have in their banks, which they can direct to investments, is by allowing foreign investment to come in and create partnerships between local and international and the Arab uh, Arab capital uh, investments. Without this, uh, I think that the problem of unemployment will linger for a while. However, one of the biggest challenges that we could face in the future by looking and observing the developments in the international economy, of course, is uh, inflation. And uh, Jordan could pass through a very difficult stage of uh, stagflation, that is, is inflation and stagnation. That is, uh, in the absence of effective fiscal and monetary policy, Akarata, um, then uh, uh, it would be uh, it would be very difficult to snap out of this uh, vicious vicious cycle. So, what are some of the most realistic and tangible ways for Jordan to lower its unemployment levels? Uh, well, investment. The key word is investment. Actually, we need to simplify our procedures. We need to get rid of much of the red tape. Uh, we need a team of good negotiators. And at the same time, we need to cooperate with, uh, with neighboring countries. But also, you know, other countries like in Europe, uh, who have already uh, pledged a program to help Jordan in the next seven years with an amount of about 2.5 billion euros. Uh, but we need to, to leverage that by choosing proper investments that can be and, and create jobs and services which can be so, uh, uh, sold in Europe. The comparison between our relations with Europe and with the United States is that with the United States we have uh, a good a trade balance. But with Europe we have a very severe deficit and the Europeans are trying to help on one hand, but at the same time, they are making it difficult through some of the red tape and the standards and specifications and cumulative rules of origin to, to make uh, the European market uh, open for us. Uh, I think that we need to tell the, our European friends that while they are in due, uh, undergoing severe societal reaction to the uh, influx of refugees, especially from the Middle East, I think that they should appreciate Jordan's role in hosting 1.4 million refugees from Syria and uh, about 700,000 from three other countries, namely Lebanon, Yemen, and Libya. We should bring, uh, bring that to the attention of our European friends in order to uh, help us maintain those refugees uh, in Jordan instead of allow, instead of them uh, trying to seek uh, migration to European countries and call and uh, causing all these uh, humanitarian tragedies that we see on on our TV screens every day uh, we need to cooperate uh, on this particular front because Jordan has taken much more than its fair share a country that only gets 170 cubic <laughs> meters of water, Per, per individual or per capita uh, is very is the second poorest water country in the world, poorest country in, 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 in terms of water in the world. So we need to enhance our water supply and uh, there are no cheap sources. 
Now you mentioned about reducing red Jordanian red tape as well as increasing foreign investment. Now these are measures that people have called for in Jordan for many years. Or what has prevented Jordan from adopting these measures? Well, you know, when Jordan began to go through economic crisis, there are two schools in Jordan. One of them is a liberal one, which believes in international cooperation. You know, when the debt hangover threatened Jordan's economic stability in the 90s of the last century, Jordan had to resort to debt for, you know, swaps, debt equity swaps, and eventually do lots of privatization. Uh, of uh, its own resources. This has created a public outcry because people saying, oh, the government is wasting our resources. They are sending them to other countries. Many people who rely on government jobs or seek employment only in government, you know, think that by the government losing those hold, uh, it's hold on these uh, companies and these resources, you know, uh, deny them the job opportunities because the new investors are much more uh, thrifty uh, and in creating jobs that are not productive, while the government can, you know, tolerate that, and they can, they have their means to pressure their, the government to create such uh, funny jobs for them, which are not productive at all. So they, you know, they want the ailment of these companies to be the cure for their unemployment. Now this cannot be done. We have to create a balance. And this requires rethinking of the political process. Uh, that's why you know there is a strong outcry for political reform. Uh, and if you tie that to economic reform, it means that Jordan should give the people the right to choose which path of action they should take, depending on their needs. That means if I am in need for foreign investments right now then all our policies should be geared toward that. And people should be content with the fact that only 50% plus one have voted for this, and the other 49.9% or so uh, should uh, really acquiesce and accept that. Uh, right now, only a few people can shout it out in the absence of uh, measurement of true public response to certain policies, in the absence of... Uh, proper elections, proper partisan activity and management of the political scene in Jordan. You know, everybody claims that he has got the legitimacy and the vote to express people's desires. Uh, so in a way, we are passing through a period that precedes the, uh, precedes the uh, reform that is coming on. And because we are you know, in, in a very troubled area, <clears throat> people don't explain anything at face value. They think they are committed to conspiracy theories. So these behavioral, societal behavioral patterns are actually impeding, you know, the speed at which we are correcting red tape. And, and because you'll find many government employees who are not in tune with the idea of bringing foreign investments. They want those to be done by the government, which the government cannot do and cannot manage very well. And because they, it is easier for them to acquire governmental jobs where the stress is less and the pay seems to be comparatively higher than being in the, than starting the private sector. But over a long life, of course, those who start in the private sector couldn't start at all 
salaries, but eventually they they make much more than their counterparts in the government. So Jordan's national debt has surged to a record $45 billion, with a debt-to-GDP ratio surpassing 100%. How sustainable is this level of national debt? You know, the size of debt should be measured against the proper indicators. The proper indicators are, what are you doing with it? Are you, are you spending that on uh, current expenditures, or are you creating value and enhancing your wealth that can be turned into profitable investments? Uh, if you are doing that, then you can pay back your debts. Um, but uh, unfortunately, the debt is, is a result, of course, of uh, overspending, especially on current expenditures. And right now, uh, Jordanians pay lots of taxes and they are complaining. As according to the Minister of Finance, this uh, 2022 budget, the current uh, revenues, government domestic revenues, will only cover 75% of total current expenditures. So that means a, a good chunk of debts that we, we, we take uh, will be directed to cover 25% deficit in current expenditures. means basically wages and, uh, and salaries. And that is not the best way to really uh, borrow. And that is, does not create projects which can repay uh, those debts in the, in, the, in the past. So in a way, we need to enhance our efficiency. Uh, but if we continue to borrow to just to cover mostly current expenditures, then, of course, that's not sustainable. No country can sustain that, and we'll end up with a Greek situation. So how significant are Jordan's economic struggles a driving force for potential political instability, especially given the protests that we saw in 2018? Well, people here, you know, protest, but they don't give up the system. Uh, simply, Jordanians uh, are rational animals in the sense that they look at what happened in neighboring countries and somehow they get sort of a fatalistic, uh, uh, develop a fatalistic outlook if they follow the same course. Of course, there are uh, signs of, uh, of, of frustration uh, and so on, but then somebody must really, uh, in the political process, somebody must have the courage to, to tell the people facts of life. First, the first fact of life that we have to tell our people is that, you know, I cannot at this current stage increase the wages of the working fathers and mothers and deny their sons and daughters opportunities to find jobs. Uh, it's either I rationalize, you know, or at least keep wages at, at bay uh, for some years to come, three, four years, and take that whatever money that I could have spent on increasing wages is to do investments which will create jobs for their son. So you give them the choice. Do you want to have more salary increase or do you want your son or daughter to find a job? I'm sure that 90% of Jordanians would say, no, find me, find a job for my son. And I would be happy because part of the family's burdens right now is the unemployed children who are sitting at home, frustrated, and their life is being wasted, uh, waiting for a job that is not coming soon. But at the same time, no matter how frustrated they are, 
they do not go as far as say, okay, let's do what they did in Syria or what happened in Iraq or, or other countries because they have seen the result. The result is that we ended up in civil wars and years go by and you find even the richest, the much richer countries around us are living at much worse conditions than we are. But people think that Jordan can do better and they it should do better. So we've mentioned um, quite a number of difficult elements in Jordan's economy. What are the areas of optimism in the Hashemite Kingdom's economic affairs? Well, first of all, there is a regime that is responsive, you know, to their needs. And they want to do something, but people were not are not happy by some of the decisions that the choice of responsible people has been a point of criticism by most Jordanians. Not only those who think they can do a better job than existing governments, okay, but even by the regular everyday person who thinks that high-level jobs are being given to people who are unworthy of those jobs and who really are afraid to take all decisions. Jordan right now needs to create party-based governments who come up with a theory and tell the people this is what we are going to do if we win. And I think the best thing to do is that we don't have extra money to pamper you right now. What We need your efforts with us and we promise you that in four years we will have uh, decreased unemployment. We need to cooperate with the world and identify the opportunities where Jordan can be competitive. We have to look beyond our borders. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Anani. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. That was former Jordanian minister Dr. Jawad Anani. Here's what else you should know this week. A Jordanian court sentenced five health officials to jail on Sunday for the deaths of 10 patients at a hospital treating Jordanians with COVID-19. Patients at the health facility ran out of oxygen in March, provoking widespread anger at the Hashemite Kingdom's perceived poor public health infrastructure. Before I go, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcast to make sure you're notified of new episodes. And feel free to listen to previous week's episodes on Jordanian citizens' view of the kingdom's foreign policy with former minister Dr. Faraz Barizat and Jordanian press freedoms with Rana Swais. I welcome any suggestions about future guests to host on the podcast or topics worth covering. Please reach out to me on Twitter at Aaron Maggot or via email aaron.maggot1 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.